Capitol Hill's Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, once again with Dr. Millicent Ravello, parachuting in after a day of patience and running around Los Angeles. How are you doing, Dr. Ravello? I'm doing well, thank you. I wish I had a parachute. That would get me around town a lot faster. So true. Like, why, <laughs> so don't we, true. why do we not have jetpacks? I don't know. We were promised them, I thought. I mean, we had the hoverboards, right? Like, now there's one, I think, that actually goes over the ground that mm-hmm. is truly actually a hovers. hoverboard. Yes. Why do we not have jetpacks? I don't know. Someone failed us in that regard. We should, especially in LA. Can you imagine? Like, we have all the drones, right? That deliver, like, the Amazon packages and stuff. Sure. And food delivery via drones. Apparently, they're all over the UCLA campus. We should have jetpacks. I can just think of the accidents that are going to happen with those jetpacks <laughs> you can't even handle scooters on like, our streets oh my god the, oh those bird scooters and things they have yeah. caused more wrist injuries and than facial trauma a, oh my yes. god i've seen like one of my patients ate it and broke both her wrists oh both that's so brutal that's bad yeah you couldn't pay me to get on those things i've just seen too many in the call that makes a trip to the bathroom very tricky i could see that yep yep i had a guy actually just to digress for another minute (laughs) back when i was moonlighting in the er during my residency who wanted to get out of work Mm. so he thought it was a good idea to claim that he had slammed his hands in a dumpster and that they were really hurting and so we x-rayed everything and they were fine and he said, well, you know, I need casts on my hands. He goes, I can't, they hurt too much. And basically he was looking for an excuse to get out of work. So what so did I you listened do? to him <laughs> and I listened to his malingering and I went, okay, I think bilateral casts are a great idea, sir. He yes. goes, really? I go, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So we casted both of his hands and sent him out. <laughs> Now, how long do you think he figured before he figured out he's going to take those casts off? <laughs> you can't do a whole lot in terms of self-care. No, with it's two very casts. hard to do it. And he wasn't hurt. He was totally tr- like you thought having bilateral hand fractures was the ticket out of work. Sorry, my friend. <sighs> but that's not what we are talking about today. No, we're not. <laughs> Even though it's cracking me up because I remember all of us. They're like, "You're really going to do that?" I was like. What he he hurt his hands. He needs it. it he hurts. hurt his hands. He says they hurt. This will make them not hurt, which is true. If something hurts and you cast it and immobilize it, it will hurt less. So it wasn't that we were, you know, we we're trying to help the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he got him off. Like as soon as he was like, "Wait, I have to pee." <laughs> it's like, crap. The <laughs> crap. That's even worse. Even worse. Even worse. Back to what we were talking about today. We were talking about the. Eff- the digital effects on body image, the way the digital media, social media, affects body image. Affects body image, affects self-esteem, affects feeling of anxiety and depression. And the reason this is coming up, it seems a little bit weird that two plastic surgeons would be discussing this, but it came up because yesterday a study came out and it was a big deal because Facebook came out and said based on their own internal research, they acknowledge that the use of social media, specifically they said Instagram, causes an increased amount of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts 
in teenage girls specifically, although they did say that there were effects in teenage boys as well. But that was sort of the demographic that they were really pinpointing and saw an effect on. And so I sort of wanted to just go down that rabbit hole a little bit into what the effects of social media and Instagram are, especially on young girls, with the knowledge, and I realize this because some people listening are going, but you guys market on Instagram all <laughs> kinds of pictures of you know bodies Guilty. and breasts and boobs. So yes, we will get into how Instagram affects plastic surgery and vice versa. Um, with the caveat that I realize that that is, you know, a factor as well. But I, I really want to talk about this because this has been something that I've always known and realized, and it, it, it's always bothered me. So I kind of want to go a little bit deeper into it. I mean, we do advertise on Instagram by posting. Like, I don't actually pay for advertising. I have an Instagram account, and uh, I put up before and afters that are, you know, unaltered. They're cropped. I crop the photos, but I don't change the lighting, don't change the color. Don't. I try to really put up just, you know. How they are. How it looks. This is my on table before and after. And, you know, we might put a little, you know, light effect so that they are even. Equal. That yeah. That I will do. Um, but I don't really, you know, we don't face tune them. We don't oh, do gosh, any Photoshopping. Yeah. We don't do anything like that. So... From our standpoint, the reason we do that is to show our work. To show our work. And my Instagram presence is really more or less related to my profession and my job and my practice. And it is a form of marketing and advertising. Um, And the Instagram that we're sort of talking about here is more or less geared towards the personal aspects that people post. And the idea is that the more time you spend on Instagram and the more that you're looking at other people's lives, what appears to be better lives than you have or a better body or a better boyfriend or whatever, then the worse you are going to feel because you don't look like that or you can't compare to that. And so it causes this constant wheel of comparison, which leads to anxiety and you know depression and self you know, doubt and all of this stuff. And so the reason that it's a problem is because the social media creators intentionally made it this way. That's what really gets me because we have that interview from the president, the ex-president of Facebook that came out and said, oh yeah, we knew what we were doing. We intentionally created this wheel of dopamine surge with the likes and the hits because it's addictive. With every new like you get, it increases your dopamine. It makes you feel better. And then it it makes you want to go out and put out another post to get a similar amount of likes. So it's this self-fulfilling wheel of dopamine hits to get likes. Yep, it's all and, about that. And they knew exactly what they were doing. And he specifically said, he said, God, help us what we did to the kids of this generation. He knew. And he even, he's like, I feel so bad that we did this. I mean, he didn't feel so bad that he gave away the billions he made. But he acknowledged that what they did. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you have a purpose. So, <laughs> you know, you have to kind of say, well, is that is that ethically twisted? <laughs> you know, maybe. But, you know, your purpose is to sell ads, right? That's how these these apps make money. They make money from people clicking ads and selling ads. And so you got to get people on your app. And if they're on your app, then they're going to click ads. They're going to see things. People are going to sell more ads, blah, 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 and on and on. 
So if you create this thing that, that does that, so is it, is it right or wrong? I, I think, you know, unfortunately, that it's up to parents and to kind of the, the system of growth of these kids to show them that, that Instagram is not reality and that that's not where you should be spending your time. Um, TikTok is, you know, certainly the same exact thing. Yes. There's no, there is no difference in my book in terms of getting people riled up and getting them to be, you know, uh, excited about likes and clicks and all this other stuff, comments, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So, you know, they're, they're really there to try to get people on their advertisements. And yeah, they, it's a business. Use, they use what they got to use. It's a business. And you have heard people compare this whole like, you know, Facebook hiding this data or not being forthcoming about it with like the cigarette companies that like withheld all the data about how bad smoking was for you. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's exactly, exactly like that. Um, because at the end of the day, like you said, you know, it's all you have to sort of self-regulate yourself. These platforms are not inherently killing anybody. Um, they were designed to do exactly what they're doing and they're more or less kind of honest about it. They were designed to get likes. Yes. And so it kind of is up to the user and or the user's parents, if we're talking about children and teens, to self-modulate, you know, what's happening. But I think that's why it's important to have these studies, though, so that people can acknowledge it. And then they can make the conscious choice as to whether or not they want to continue doing something which may or may not be healthy for them in the long run. But having that knowledge and realization of it, at least out there, I think is important. Yeah, and and that's the key because, uh, (laughs) you know, there's so much going through my head about like people's mental states. Mental illness is rampant in our society. And I think COVID has brought out um, a lot. Because I definitely feel that over the past year and a half, I've seen a lot more. I mean, on a daily basis, you and I and all doctors and, you know, we interact with people, a lot of people, patients on a regular basis, day after day after day. And I have seen it firsthand over the past year and a half, just the increased amount of anxiety at a baseline in so many of my patients. It's crippling. It's, it feels like it's every patient. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of talking people off the ledge. There's, a, there's just a lot of, of anxiety in the world right now. And for, for valid reasons, for many valid reasons. Yes. But the... the undiagnosed, untreated mental illness of, you know, mild bipolar disorder with psychotic features, depression with psychotic features, delusional disorder. I mean, and, and then, and then there's a whole other issue of, of education that I've learned that people are not getting good education. Like there are people that are in positions that you would think that they kind of killed it with their grades and all that, but they are not educated and their brain cannot, it, it, they have a childlike brain and now they're trying to process like Instagram and, and TikTok and, and, it, and it's, it's disastrous really. Yes. <laughs> it is. In a short it, it's, it's like a frame, stew yes. of, yes. it's a stew of disaster, which creates this anxiety. And so now you have teens 
who haven't even had the chance to get their brain developed, That's developed the to deal with this. That is the problem with the teens is they don't, you know, I'm, I'm a not a model parent by any stretch of the imagination. My child basically raises himself for the most part because um, I'm just not home. But the one thing that I have been pretty adamant about is I don't want him on social media. And he's a boy and he's a stinky boy. So it probably really wouldn't affect him too much. Is the, the stink part of the, the stink reason is why part he should of be it, on there? Because he like, he body image and blah, it's like not top of mind for him. <laughs> the teen boys for really teen reek. Boys. But Whew, he tough. asked me at one point, he's like, so when can I have an Instagram account? Or when can I have a social media account? And my response to him was, when you're old enough and mature enough to have a realistic sense of yourself in real life and don't rely on other people's opinions of yourself for your self-worth. And he gave me one of these looks like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so was that like when I'm 18? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a snarky response on my part. But that's, that was the idea is that I, I don't think teens at this age have a well-developed sense of their self or their self-worth or self-esteem at baseline. And then you're throwing all of these fantastical, you know, body images and unrealistic ideals on them. Of course, it's going to send them spiraling at an age where they're just not equipped to handle it. Because, I mean, these teen girls are already comparing themselves to the popular girls at their schools, to the mean girls, to the this and to the that. And then to see it blasted all over their social media. And let's be honest, that social media is not real. No. No, And that's what's so unfortunate, that these girls' self-esteem is being affected by someone who doesn't even look like that photo themselves. Hashtag filter fantasy. Hashtag filter, hashtag body tune, hashtag face tune. It's so unrealistic. And I know you see this in your practice. You get these influencers or Instagrammers who come in for their treatments or for their whatever. And you're like, huh, that's hmm, not what I thought you looked like. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I don't even want to I don't even want to go there because it's it's rough. Yeah. Like some some of them come in and you're just like. Huh. What? Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, do you do anything for us? Well, you know, we do. We 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 can do some stuff where, you know, we give you a discount if you're going to post, and like, you know, we we, you know, but we don't like give stuff away. We do stuff that we want to do, you know, that we want to promote. And so, like, a lot of the influencers will come in and say, well, you know, I have you know million five followers, and they're this demographic, and it's like, yeah, let's try it, but we can't even do it because they don't look like that. And so they're not, you're not even going to see their plastic surgery. You're not even going to see their treatments because it's so th- filter thick yeah. that you're not like you you're can't not gonna see. You're not going to get the true result. No. Like, if someone came in you know, and wanted to do a before and after with microneedling or some kind of facial to show how beautiful it makes their skin, but they're not going to show what their skin looks like before, it's not helpful. No. It's not helpful. No, that's why we do very little of that stuff because it, it just isn't real. But, and the but the amount of filtering out there is ridiculous. Um, the, you know, it's, the, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, and how much people can change their faces and their bodies. And it happens a lot. Like the average person, not necessarily the person that has a million and a half followers, but the average person that's posting, there's a decent amount of them that are filtering and, and tuning themselves. And so then that's just proposed, like, you know, there's more unrealistic expectations. And if you don't even realize that that's happening, it's just a setup for failure. So it's not, it's, it's a problem. Well, and then like, 
normal people look at that stuff and think, oh, I want to look like them. I mean, I do have people come in showing me pictures of highly filtered influencers and models and right. celebrities and say, I want to look like this. I was like, yeah, give, me, give me your phone. <laughs> Add a few filters and like, here you go. Here you go. All set. You don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> and that And that is the hypocrisy here, right? As plastic surgeons, we do benefit from the people that come in wanting yeah. to look different, that want to have the bigger breasts or want to have the liposuction or want to have the rhinoplasty because they feel they need it because everyone else around them has, you know, looks like this. And aside from the unreality that they see, which causes them to seek out plastic surgery, there's also what I feel like is the commoditization of plastic surgery itself because plastic surgery has become more and more, um, I guess, appropriate to talk about it used to be very like hidden and in the closet like you don't talk about it if you have plastic surgery and now many people come out and they share their whole plastic surgery stories on their social media totally. and it's a much more you know popular thing to talk about publicly which makes everyone think that they should have plastic surgery because if now you're looking at everybody having plastic surgery now you're not only thinking gosh not only do i not look good enough now i need to have plastic surgery because everyone else is having plastic surgery and so i've had patients come in and want you know some plastic surgery procedure and then they get the quote and they say well i can't afford that i'm like (laughs) you know i and we're happy to work with you to a certain degree but it's like if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. But then they look at me and they say, but I want it. I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I get that. But if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. And just because everyone else seems to be having plastic surgery doesn't mean that it's not a luxury item. You know, there's there's still a cost to it. I want Louis Vuitton scrubs. Can't afford them. Can't afford them. Nope. Can't, you know, it's... I don't so, know, $6,500 for scrubs. Yeah, it's... I'll no. take these eighty dollar <laughs> figs, please. Thank you so much. Um, and I just I feel like yes, I understand some of the hypocrisy of us talking about this, but at the same time, I do think it's important to ha- at least have a platform to discuss the detriments of social media and what it can do, especially to these young girls who are just just really starting to get a handle on their self esteem. And we all know this. this you and I are not, not talking about something that's like, oh yeah. my god, what are you kidding? What? That's crazy. Yeah, we all knew this. Listen, that's crazy. Did you? I couldn't yeah. even believe that. Of course we knew. Of course we knew. But I think having the data out there allows everyone to have an educated discussion about it. So it can become one of those things, you know, like cigarettes. We all know they're dangerous. But if you choose to smoke, now it's your choice. That's right. You know, so if we can all at least agree and know the dangers and perils of social media, we can have educated conversations about it, and then you can choose to do with it what you will. Absolutely. I think it's really important, especially since you and I both have lots of teenagers. Well, you have your, you have one. I have my, I have I have my stinky boy. You have one. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have several. <laughs> several that are, that are less stinky than the others. But um, yeah, it is. It's really important. And I think in terms of plastic surgery too, that's where, that's where it's our job to really kind of hone in on what the goals of a teenager is. Like with me, with rhinoplasty, I have loads of teens that want rhinoplasty. And they have to know what the goals are. And it's an adult decision because they can have complications. They can have problems. Oh, yeah. yeah. But even just... It's real. You know, I've had um, I've had a couple of, of parents actually ask if I would do lip fillers on their daughters, on their teenage daughters. And it always gives me a little bit of like... Um, 
it's a, a dirty feeling. I just, I don't know. No, not in high school. I just, I don't really feel dirty about that. I, it's, <laughs> if they have like thin lips, I'll do it. Thin lips. Yeah. If they look really like, you know, they put some filler in there. Like then, yeah, why not? I've had a few like that. Really They're just lips. really like, that makes sense. But the, it, but to like go for like a full on Kardashian look oh, in high no. school. No, we don't do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. 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 Well, I don't do that with anything. No, My no. stuff's all about like natural look and all that. I just can't do the weird plastic surgical look. It's not for me. Teach it No. Well, so there's our social media digital body image talk. Everybody should be aware in case you didn't know. <laughs> in case it's a big shock to you. <laughs> Instagram, number one, is not real. Yep. And number two, it creates anxiety and depression and feelings of comparison, which are not healthy. Well, I know I always feel like I need to work out more after scrolling through some Instagram, <laughs> so <laughs> which makes me feel infinitely worse about the fact that I need to get to the gym more. Well, it's not even... I think it's also the point of like, yes, you're comparing yourself because you're you know kind of passively flipping and viewing instagram there's also which we didn't really talk about was the um the the likes and the clicks you get after you share a photo so i think that that is equally distressing to people as well i had a friend tell me that she went out to dinner with her family and they had a lovely dinner family dinner at some italian restaurant and on the drive home she looks back and she sees her 13 year old son looking like all morose and depressed and she's like what's going on he's like nobody liked the photo i posted at dinner tonight and it's like for him the night was ruined because nobody liked the photo of their perfect family dinner so that sucks that sucks that's the worst <laughs> that sucks so enjoy life in real life and don't get caught up on the likes and the views and certainly don't read the comments. It's <laughs> my opinion. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, the comments are, look, there are trolls everywhere. Just so that you guys know, like the, the, as I say, the further you go up the ladder, the cleaner shot they have at your butt. <laughs> so. So if they, if you, know, once you go up that ladder, it gets it's easier to shoot at you. It's a sight for everyone. That's right. Yep. Everybody gets to shoot at you. So as you get more popular on your Instagram and all that stuff, it's you're going to get the trolls. They're out there. And if you don't get the trolls, that's okay too. If you don't get the likes or the hearts, that's okay too. Sure is. Well, there you have it. Be aware. And this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. Thanks for listening to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. If you want to reach Dr. Ravello or myself, we're available for consultations. We can also be reached through the websites. Dr. Ravello, what's your website? My website is rovelloplasticsurgery.com and the phone number to reach us here in the office is 310-954-1355. And I do want to mention Rock Spa, which is the sponsor truly the financial backer of this podcast and rock spas the medi spa that's located both in newport beach and beverly hills providing botox fillers lasers microneedling esthetician services like hydrofacials we have incredible people they do great stuff and i highly recommend taking a look at the websites rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com all the information is also on my website drcalvert.com